Texas Football Today is a production of Dave Campbell's Texas Football and TexasFootball.com. If you like the show, help us make it. Consider becoming a Texas Football Insider, our subscription package at TexasFootball.com slash insider. Besides helping to make shows like this possible, you'll also get two magazines, including our legendary summer edition and a year of access to exclusive content on TexasFootball.com. That includes stuff like premium podcasts, our archives. We've got all 60 years of the magazine digitized, recruiting analysis, and must-see insights from the Dave Campbell's Texas football crew. If all of that sounds good to you, consider becoming a Dave Campbell's Texas football insider at texasfootball.com slash insider. That's texasfootball.com slash insider. And thanks for listening. The Texas Football Today podcast is brought to you by Chocolate Milk, built by nature. Make sure you catch Texas Football Today live weekdays at noon on texasfootball.com and on Facebook. And if you like the show, subscribe on the podcast vendor of your choice. Give us a positive rating and tell a friend. Yes, yes, y'all. From the Dave Campbell's Texas Football Mothership here in beautiful Louisville, Texas, it is Texas Football Today, a show that's all alone in the office. Yeah. Just us. We're the only two. Do you guys think that this show doesn't take anything out of us? We're making sacrifices. Mm-hmm. We're the only ones in this office right yeah. now. Yeah. We could be like, I don't know, baking cookies or something. I mean, we tried. We're not to, doing that. We tried to bake some cookies last night. And it's just like, with with kid, it's like you have to continually yeah. remind him. It's like, by the way, like we know that we're all going to be around the oven, but don't touch it. And he's like, I don't understand that. Yeah, and no, I I'm going to do that. I, yeah, I have a... Yeah, we can. That can be my final thought. I've got a final thought about cookies. Today is Tuesday, December twenty second, twenty twenty. Three hundred thirty seven days till Thanksgiving. Episode one thousand eighty seven. One thousand eighty seven. This is the Phillips Valdez episode. Phillips Valdez episode. Uh, he's one thousand eighty seventh in Rangers history alphabetically. On today's oh. show, me amigos. We are going to do so. Yesterday, we spent a lot of time talking about wrapping, putting a bow. <coughs> Putting a bow on the 2020 uh, state championship games for 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A. Mm-hmm. We still got one more 1A state championship game to go. And when that, when that comes around, we will make sure we do that. I gotta take some water, sorry. Do-do-do. Thank you. Anyway, <laughs> once we do that, but so we spent a lot of time on, on the small schools yesterday. Love you, small schools. Mwah. Mwah. Okay. Now we're gonna talk about the big schools. And I think that there's a fair amount of people who have disconnected from big school playoffs. Because it's like when the playoffs start, it's like we're going to focus in on that. So we're going to get you up to speed. We're going to hit the reset button on the playoffs. Okay? Talk about that. Then, back half of the show. Tuesdays! It's back. (laughs) We'll be joined by the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, (laughs) Craig Way, who will talk about Texas high school football stuff and and probably once and for all declare that that the name of that, the the proposed name of that show. It's Tuesdays. Yes. Okay. Um, all right. Let's get into this. Let's go to uh, Texas uh, TexasFootball.com slash playoffs. If you go to TexasFootball.com slash playoffs, which I'm going to right now, you will find our playoff hub for the 2020 Texas High School Football Playoffs. Game times, right? Brackets, sleepers, everything you need for the 2020 Texas High School Football Playoffs, right? Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Good stuff. What we got up there, though, that I want to pay attention to specifically is the brackets. Because, look, maybe you're a Texas high school football fan, like moi, like Ashley, yep. and you have been spending a lot of your time paying attention to the small schools, right? Understandably so. Right. Paying attention to um, uh, the, the, the small schools, okay? So, 
we will. You, you, you've probably just been looking at the semifinals and, and because they've been higher stakes games, right? When the first round of the 6A and 5A playoffs were going on, that was the state semifinals of the, the small schools, right? Crazy. When you were looking at the um, 6A and 5A, uh, when, when the 6A and 5A area round, which is normally a crazy round of the playoffs, were going by, you were at the state championship games. It's okay mm-hmm. if you have not paid attention to the 6A and 5A. That's what I'm saying. I'm giving you the permission structure to not pay attention to that. But now is the time to get caught up. And so what we're going to do is we're going to hit the reset button on all of the 6A and 5A brackets and get you up to speed on where we are. Okay? So we're going to start with the biggest, the biggest bracket. Okay? We're going to start with 6A Division One. Okay? In 6A Division One, I would say... Not a whole lot's changed. No. Okay? If you take a look at what we um, have seen through the first few weeks, I don't know that you could say that any of the teams that are here are that big of a surprise. The biggest surprise I would say that is here may be Laredo United South. Laredo United South beat San Antonio Harlan in the opener, but that was via forfeit. Then they go and they beat Mission. They're in the regional the regional semifinals. That's probably the only real surprise to be in the play to be right. uh, this deep in the playoffs. The four favorites, the ones in each region, I think remain alive. Allen, they take on U.S. Trinity this week. Mm-hmm. Duncanville, they get Spring Westfield this week. They're in Region Two. Galena Park North Shore, the two times defending six A Division One state champs. Mm-hmm. They're in Region Three. They're still alive. They get Katie Tompkins this week, and then Region Four. Austin Westlake. Right. I think not a whole lot has changed in 6A, Division One. I. I don't think you've missed anything. And I think if you're just tuning in, you're now tuning in at the right time because I think I think Eels Trinity's got a great shot against Allen. I think Spring Westfield can give Duncanville a lot of trouble. I think mm-hmm. Katie Tompkins in North Shore is a banger. And then Westlake, I do think Westlake's still the, the pretty heavy favorite in Division Four or Region Four. I would say the only real surprise is that Lake, Lake Travis is gone. Right. Yeah, that was the one landmine to kind of explode, but that happened on week one. That happened in week one. So, if you're taking a look at 6A Division 1, I would say there's not really a ton of... Like, mind-boggling. Mind-boggling changes. The only thing would be, again, going back to when Round Rock beat beat, uh, uh, Lake Travis in the open in Round 1, it's really the only change. Okay? That's 6A Division 1. Let's now matriculate 6A Division 2, where I would say there are some surprises here. Yes. I would say that... um, Look, I think the fact that uh, if you want to pick a Cinderella... So far, Rockwall Heath. Yeah, maybe it's Rockwall Heath. I think Rockwall Heath. I think Rockwall Heath was uh, was an underdog last week against Temple. Mm-hmm. They came out with a win, right? And that San- was a crazy game too. Yeah, San Antonio Taft is probably a little bit of an, a, a little bit of a surprise to be here, mm-hmm. simply because they were a team that. Um, but, but they're here via forfeit. They had the forfeit against PSJ. Mm-hmm. A little bit of, you know, a little kind of kind of takes a little bit of, away from it. I would say Buda Hayes a little bit of a surprise to be here. You know, I thought that win over San Antonio Johnson was a little bit underrated, but everywhere else, again, I would say that when Converse Judson lost, yeah, lost in their opener to San Antonio Roosevelt, that probably shook things up most. But when you take a look at it, Region One was always going to be wide open. Mm-hmm. I would say you're looking at Prosper and Denton Geyer is probably the favorites to come out of Region One, mm-hmm. but both of them have tough matchups this year. Region 2, 
Seems like you've got four teams that are really playing very well in Cedar yeah. Hill, Tombaugh Memorial, Bridgeland, and Rockwell Heath. That's an underrated region of playoffs going on. I think like, that, super underrated. Well, and I think that at the beginning of the of the bracket, mm-hmm. we were looking at Cedar Hill and Bridgeland as probably on a collision course. Right. I would say Cedar Hill has done their part. Bridgeland's been a little bit shaky. They needed overtime, four overtimes to beat Spring to Caney last week. Mm-hmm. They'll get a tough test this week against a high-powered Rockwell Heath team. Right? But Tombaugh Memorial's in the mix, too. Region 3, to me... The most impactful game that we will have this week is Katie and Shadow Creek. Because if Katie wins this game, I think they are going to be the favorite to win. This is their toughest test, in my opinion, until they get to a title game. Mm -hmm. That's where I'm at on it, right? That would be the biggest thing in Region 3. And then Region 4, I think think the winner of San Antonio, Brendan, and Vandegrift is probably your favorite to come out of Region 4. Which, this would be the first time in school history that we haven't seen Shadow Creek in a state championship game if they don't don't win. That's insane. But... They got you know, listen, you doubt you doubt Brad Butler in the playoffs. He's only lost one playoff game in his history. Yeah. Think about that. All right, five A Division One. In five A Division One, I would say Region two is still just Region awesome. Two's what we <laughs> finally, just so uh, awesome. again, we, you've reached the point where this is the perfect time to check in. Right. Because in five A Division One, Region Two, you've got Denton Ryan Longview and you've got Highland Park Lone Star. And that's those are the games we've been waiting for, right? Oh, yeah. Now you've already missed Denton Ryan College Station. You've already missed Lancaster Longview. You've mm-hmm. already missed Magnolia and Frisco Lone Star. But if you're checking in now, that's just fine. That's the power nexus. Yes. I would say the surprise here in this region is either Fort Bend Hightower, mm-hmm. although I think that once I think that we we kind of sniffed out that they could beat Port Arthur Memorial. They get a rematch with Manville this week. I would say New I would say uh, New Braunfels Canyon. Canyon. Yeah, I mean is, they with Peyto. Uh, yeah, but, I mean they got they they got uh, went via forfeit over uh, Peyto, so mm-hmm. they're in the regional semifinals. I would say they're a bit of a surprise to be here. Um, I would say Mansfield Summit, of course, is a four seed that's still alive. I would say they're a bit of an upset uh, uh, surprise to be here. Um, I would also say San Antonio Southwest. That win over Westlaco East, I think, really flies under the radar. That's a great win for Southwest. I would also say Victoria West. Victoria West, I think you could have made a real argument that they were going to lose in the first round of the playoffs to McCall Memorial, but they're through the regional semifinals when they'll get Corpus Christi Flyerbluff. I think As, that Red Oak-Lubbock-Cooper game is one L- to keep Lubbock your Coronado, eye on. Yeah. yeah, sorry. Lubbock-Coronado, my bad. As a whole, I don't know that a ton has changed. I think we still look at Region 2 as whoever comes out of there is probably the favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the, whoever comes out of Region 3, I think Cedar Park has looked exceptionally dominant, and they look really, really good right now. Um, those are probably the two favorites. I don't know if anything has fundamentally changed, but now is the time to check in because mm-hmm. you've got huge games everywhere in 5A Division 1. This is the best time for 5A Division 1. Very excited about that. And finally, let's go to 5A Division 2. In 5A Division 2... Uh, I would say that the big, um, the big kind of kaboom was Crosby. Well, I would say two. Of them, yeah, I think Crosby's win over Texas High is really underrated. But I also think that we were, mm, yeah, that with Texas High and uh, Texas High now playing Huntsville, mm-hmm. it would have been. Um, you just swap those out. I took Huntsville to win the region. Right. So it's like, so you know, I. so I think that that really, now you've got, if Crosby beats Huntsville, then we get into some serious business there. Mm-hmm. Although Fort and Marshall looms as well. There's that. I would also say the surprise here is almost certainly the fact that Mansfield Timberview is here. Yeah. Simply because, now Mansfield Timberview, it was not a surprise they beat Dallas Kemble in the opener. No. But their win over Ennis, the number one team in the state last week, 
really shook up the bracket. Mm -hmm. Really shook up the bracket. And so things are looking very different now. And so Alito now does not have to play on us. Alito mm -hmm. doesn't have to play on us. They could play Lovejoy or Timberview. Lovejoy is undefeated. I think really underrated the way they're playing. Timberview, they've already beaten once. They have to take down Frisco this week, which is going to be an interesting matchup. Region 1 has, I think, played extremely chalky. In fact, mm -hmm. um, yeah, aside from Canyon Randall beating El Paso Parkland last week uh, on the last play of the game, you would have had all four district champs get out of Region mm -hmm. Four, Region 1. And Region 4, I would say, has also played pretty chalky. Liberty Hill's really dominant win over Bernie Champion, I think, makes them the favorite in Region 4. But other, otherwise, I would say relatively chalky. Maybe if you want to consider Georgetown Eastview over Alamo Heights a bit of an upset, I think I, I can hear you on that. But I think that what you're seeing is relative chalk. Mm -hmm. So now, if you're just checking in to the Texas High School Football Playoffs in 6A and 5A, you've come in at the right time. Right. This has actually worked out for the fan pretty well mm -hmm. that you can now set aside the 4A, 3A, 2A, and 1A, mm -hmm. although we do have one more six-man game to go. You can set that aside for now, and you can focus on this, and as you're coming in, you're really getting into the meat and potatoes of the playoffs. And it's interesting because I believe, in my opinion... The regional final, so next week, mm -hmm. is generally when the Texas high school football casual checks in. Yeah, That's absolutely. when it's like, oh, we're in the fourth round of the it's playoffs. The, it's the go to church on Christmas Eve and Easter yeah. <laughs> type of crowd. Exactly. Yeah, you know? it's, it's the, Chris, that's the, the Christmas and Easter crowd. Crowd of Texas our, high school football. For, for our religion. And we say... Welcome. Yes, welcome. That's probably, <laughs> We're here with open arms. That's probably next week, but you nerds who are really into it, this is the sweet spot. This oh, is yeah. when it really starts heating up around, around the playoffs. So uh, that is your playoff reset. Uh, that is if you've missed the Texas high school football playoffs in 6A and 5A so far, that's what you've missed. I would say not a whole lot. I would say that when Judson, uh, Judson Lake Travis, and Ennis being gone – and probably Texas High are probably the four most impactful uh, results there. Mm -hmm. But I would just say that this is a um, it's a little bit it's a little bit uh, chalky so far. But now we're getting to the point where we're getting to those pressure points mm -hmm. where you've got two teams, two true contenders that are going at it, like games like Ryan and Longview, right? Yeah, things like that. And I think that this round, like the regional semis, is the perfect mixture of their obviously all the teams are very good teams no matchup typically is ever like a complete blowout but what I like about this is there still are those pretty heavy underdogs in some of these games that can really make this round so much fun and I think we really saw that in in the 1a through 4a regional final or yeah. regional semifinal round where there are still some big landmines that could absolutely go off for sure for sure. So there you go. There's your playoff reset. TexasFootball.com slash playoffs for all things Texas high school football playoffs. We are Texas Football Today. We're here every weekday at noon on TexasFootball.com. Talking football in the Lone Star State. You can follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbells. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbells. And of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. TexasFootball.com is where you can find complete coverage of high school football, college football, and recruiting all across the Lone Star State. I want to invite you to become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. TexasFootball.com slash subscribe. That's our subscription package. Two magazines, a year's worth of exclusive online content. I did not replace Shane Bouchelle. He's still up here for now. Uh, two magazines, a, uh, a year's worth of exclusive online content, all sorts of great stuff at texasfootball.com if you become a Dave Campbell's Texas Football Insider. And here's the thing. All right. So Christmas is in three days. Christmas is in three days, guys. Okay? If you are looking for that last-minute gift for the football fan in your life, 
Become a, uh, become get them a, a year subscription to Dave Campbell's Texas Football at texasfootball.com slash subscribe. We've made it very easy to gift. So texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Yeah, especially wives looking for like presents for their husbands, like, hello. Yeah. This is as easy it's easy as it gets. Just tell me. Texasfootball.com slash subscribe. Pickle, let's go to the hotline. And let's bring in a man who I believe called Kansas five of the seven state championship games. Do I have that right, Craig? Let's see. Last time I remember, I carried the two, three. Yes, seven. Five. Se- uh, five. Five. Five, seven. That's right. five of That's, the seven state yeah. championship games at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. We're joined by the Texas High School Hall of Famer, Craig White. Craig, have you recovered yet from the football smorgasbord uh, we saw at AT&T? Well, I had to recover because I had a men's basketball Big 12 game at home on Sunday, Texas, Oklahoma State. And when it was over, I drove like the proverbial bat from hell to get to the airport in time to catch the charter flight with the Texas women's team up to Manhattan, Kansas, where last night I called the uh, Texas women's Big 12 conference opener uh, a win at Kansas State and then got back about two this morning and jumped right back in the show uh, this morning and had – Drew Sanders of Vandergrift on this morning. So, uh, yeah, we're back in the rhythm. Or did we ever get out of it? I don't know. But that's <laughs> that's okay. You know, when you get in that December rhythm, you just kind of stay in it. It's kind of part of that whole holiday routine, I think. Yeah, I would I would certainly say so. So let's flash back to what we saw at AT&T Stadium in Arlington. And mm-hmm. I contend that the 27-ish hours of football that we saw from – Wednesday night with the kickoff of Winthorst and Mart through Thursday night with the finale of uh, uh, Jim Ned and Hallettsville is maybe the strongest 27-hour stretch of state championship games that we've seen since, I said since 2014. That's when we had the Navasota Argyle, NS Cedar Park, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, do you agree, disagree with, with that assessment? I'll put it to you this way. Uh, I, I use a certain uh, uh, chain printing store to get my broadcast charts printed for uh, for football games, for basketball games. And uh, the guy that I deal with most of the time there, and he knows me and was curious about what I did for a living. He's seen all these charts for whether it was a Texas OU game or, uh, you know, uh, it, 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 you know, sort of Shiner and Post or whatever, you know, and I'm taking him all these all these charts to do. And uh, he was saying to me the other day, now, which games are you doing? And I said, this, this, this. And his reply was, as he picks up the charts and starts to print them, he goes, that'll make me mad at all. And I thought, oh, okay, well, I'm glad he did mean, But that was like his phrase, is that'll make me mad at all. So I've kind of run with that. And to your question, uh, was it was it the best in that 27-hour stretch? Yeah, that'll make me mad at all. It was really cool. Uh, it was... It was great. It was it was up to and it was funny because I got somebody texting in on my talk show and saying really enjoyed the games. It's a shame that uh, that there were so many lopsided games. And I was like, did you not even watch the three games that were decided by one point? They were referring specifically to Argyle and Cardiff and their and their you know uh, demolition of their state championship opponents, which I think all of us saw coming. Mm-hmm. But for what we saw. In in uh, you know in two AD two all the way through three AD one and even you know Shiner Post was was a good ball game until the fourth quarter when it finally got away from Post and they held up as long as they could 
you know, uh, and and uh, you know, with, without Slayton Pittman. So, you know, losing him was a big part of it. But other than that, I think everything else was really compelling during that time. It was a lot of fun seeing that. I mean, uh, you know, I, I think we thought and felt that Hallettsville and Jim Ned would be a good game. Mm-hmm. It, it probably unfolded differently than we thought it would. But I don't think any of us saw coming what happened with, uh, you know, Canadian and Franklin, mm-hmm. uh, for sure, to have it in the way that it did to come down to be in that position the way it was. And, and really even, I think both of us knew when we talked about the fact that Winforce has had outstanding defense, but could they hold up against Martin? The answer was yes. So um, all of those, I think, brought about different themes and different uh, compelling moments during those state championship games. So um, I'm very I'm curious because I think there's you could really make an argument for I'd probably say five of the seven games as an answer to this to this question, but which which of the seven games do you think you're going to remember most vividly? What is the one that when you think back on the 20, 2020, I guess the small school state championship games at AT&T Stadium, you're going to be like, oh, that was the year with, with that game. Because, for example, I think there's a lot of people, they think 2018, they think, oh, it's, it's North Shore Duncanville. By the way, happy two-year anniversary to your call. Um, you know, mm-hmm. I think people think back to uh, 20, when I think of 2014, I think it's probably Ennis and Cedar Park. That's probably the game yep. that I think back to. When you look at 2020 in these small schools, which game do you think is going to end up being the one that lasts the longest in your memory? So, in other words, this year's version of 2017 Highland Park Mandel. Bingo. Which, which to me, uh, is still I've, I've been asked this often. I've had to think about it long and hard. When, when folks said, what was uh, the greatest game you got a chance to call? This is different from just uh, games that you've seen mm-hmm. overall, but call. Um, you know, it, it, put it this way: the the the, the Duncanville North Shore game is great. It's a standalone, and some of those other ones have been tremendous games as well. Um, you know, I think of Cisco Rapirio a few years back was tremendous. Uh, you know, there's been several, but probably if backed into a corner and said pick one mm-hmm. uh, out of those that have had a chance, I'm I'm probably going to go with Highland Park Manville because every time that it's on, if I'm flipping around, I might be more. In, drawn to watching that than I would say over another one only because of the, the the plot versus subplot and theme after theme after theme and back and forth to do that. So to your question, which of these games falls into that category? Mm-hmm. For me, it's probably how it's still Jeanette. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I know Martin Winforce was a, was, was a, you know, a stunning surprise to a lot of folks in the way it went back and forth, but just the way that the game unfolded to have it 21 nothing and and Jonathan Brooks in complete command of that and then Jim Ned got its legs underneath and found some offense and then uh, to be able to get the ball back after the fumble and the drive down and then you know uh, to to turn around and the guys just say we're going for it and go for two mm-hmm. to do that uh, that was something else but Canadian and 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 Franklin kind of falls into the category the only difference between Canadian and Franklin that other game is I think folks are going to be more inclined, and this is unfortunate because Franklin played so well to remember the missed extra point and, and the, the slip on the, uh, on the kickoff that ensued that, that helped Canadian be in position for the game-winning drive. But they were all tremendous games. All of those that were, I don't think there's uh, any doubt about it. The, the, the three one-point games were a lot of fun, and 
And, uh, you know, had a good time throughout the whole course of the whole weekend. We're talking with Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer here on Texas Football Today. Get involved in the conversation to hashtag TFDay. So now, coach, or coach, oh, geez. Coach. I, I, need, a, I need a break. Um, <laughs> hey, you did that just the same thing as being at coaching school, you know, when there was just someone say, hey, coach, hey, how coach. you doing? I'm, I'm great. Do, you know? Doing great. <laughs> Doing great. Fantastic. (laughs) That happens to Dave Campbell all the time. Whenever he's signing autographs, I'll always be like, Coach, really appreciate everything you've done. And Dave's just learned to be like, because Dave's just a a pro at everything he does, he's just like, yep. (laughs) You're right. Um, So, I wanted to matriculate to 6A and 5A, specifically because I believe you had Coach Drew Sanders from Vandergrift on your program this morning. And, Mm -hmm. And I look at their matchup this week with San Antonio Brennan. You know, we wondered what the ripple effects were going to be with Converse Judson losing in the first round to San Antonio Roosevelt. Well, Vandegrift got a snoot full of Roosevelt and found out what they were all about last week uh, and probably understand a little bit about how they beat Judson. But they're through to the regional semifinals to take on San Antonio Brennan. I'm interested, A, in, in what you gleaned from Coach Sanders in your conversation with him today, and B... If if you would agree with me that I I look at this game with respect to teams like Buta Hayes, I would I would look at this game as probably the, the at least the winner of this game will be in the driver's seat to win Region Four and advance to the state semifinal. So I'm interested in, in in your responses to both of those. Well, that's that's certainly understandable. But first, to your first part in visiting Coach Sanders this morning has his concerns about a couple of things. With regard to Brennan, team speed has him concern uh, with what the Bears do. That's one. That's part of it. The other is going to be the relative health of his ball club, in specific the running back situation. He's already down one running back going into the game unavailable. Then Bowen Lewis got hurt during the game. Mm-hmm. And so they were down to their third and fourth running backs in the game, which was part of the reason why the, uh, why the offense got a little stymied uh, but they said that we were able to cobble together enough to be able to get a couple of uh, couple of scoring drives and then really lean on their defense to preserve the victory. So I asked him, I said, well, how is the health of you guys? And he said, um, with Bowen Lewis, it'll probably be a game-time decision. He said, we're putting through. We hope to have him. Uh, he's he's getting back to working this week, but, uh, but he's got concerns about that. So that, I think that's a big part of, of whether Vandergriff can uh, take out Brennan because of the Bears' speed. Now, with regard to the other part of the question, here's the deal. Um, you got Hayes and Taft, mm-hmm. and some might say that both schools are kind of living under lucky stars right now. First of all, if you're less Goad, what is the deal with winning the flip to play at home every week? <laughs> you know, <laughs> he, got, he got to play the home game against Vista Ridge by virtue of the higher seed, but he's won back-to-back flips who plays a third round playoff game on their home field because they want to flip and and so he's he's you talk about it, he's probably feeling like he's playing with house money and and in fact i asked coach sanders i said hey by the way if you win and if hayes wins i gotta believe you're going to want to play him on a neutral site you don't want to get in a coin flip with him over home and home do you and he said well there's two ways to look at that craig a you may be right b his luck's got to run out sometime, doesn't it? Maybe I do flip him for home and home and say, I dare you to win three flips in a row. And to that, I would only tell you this. I would say, as broadcasting the Texas Longhorns this year, I can tell you they lost eight consecutive coin flips to start the, to start the game. Their first game of the year, 
they won the toss, and their last game of the year, they won the toss. And everyone in between, I guess that's seven in a row, they lost seven. And that doesn't even include uh, the overtime. They had uh, the overtime games. They lost all the flips on the overtime, too. So, you know, it depends on what, how lucky you think you can be and how long you want to ride the streak. But if, if Hayes wins and Vandegrift wins, it would be logical to assume they might play in the greater Austin area, but they might go home and home to see how it goes. Uh, and, and Hayes, by the way, has been able to add more than just their, their standard ground game. They've been able to throw out of it, and their defense has been good. So that's why I'm, I'm looking forward to seeing how that game plays out. One last question for, for Craig Wayne. We'll keep it in the Austin area, which is, um, okay, I, I, knew, I knew that Westlake was pretty good. I knew that Westlake was pretty good. But um, it's okay for me to be pretty shocked at 62-3 to over Smithson Valley, right? Like, that's okay. That's not me missing something. That's still a pretty shocking result from, from the Shaps. Yeah, <laughs> I, I agree with you. That it's the one team, uh, more so in, in following the results, Even and I'm even including North Shore in this category because they've had a couple of fits and starts, but then they've kind of gotten their act together and won their games. Westlake, I think, is one team that looks least affected by everything that's happened this fall. Mm-hmm. And and this is and we're talking about a team that had to uh, take a pause in midseason and push their Dell Valley game back because of that, and then and then just picked up right where they left off. So uh, you know, however, it's worked. Good fortune, good health, uh, good planning, and all that. They seem the least impacted of any team I think I've seen. Throughout the course of the year, you know, with the exception of the the two four A state champions, other than those two, uh, Westlake probably and, and certainly among the uh, larger classifications seems the least affected. I have a question for you, Chaps, before okay. we get done here. How is it our resident princess of all that is of high school football mm-hmm. gets assigned to a Christmas Eve night game? How did, how did that happen? We've got history <laughs> happening this week, Tap. For the first time ever in the history of Texas high school football, we will have two Christmas Eve night games. It's never happened. Never happened. There's been Christmas Day games. There's been Christmas Eve games. There's been day after Christmas games. Looking back over the history, there's never been Christmas Eve night games until we're going to get this week with Alito Frisco and with South Lake Carroll in Arlington Mark. It's going to happen. It's going to be first time ever. Can you imagine parents in the stands watching their watching their son play in the game or their daughter uh, there as a cheerleader and then turning to their 40-year-old and say, now as soon as this is home, uh, this game is over, we're going to race home and you got to get to bed because Santa is coming tonight. Against all of that, against that backdrop, here is our own Ashley Pickle I know. who has been <laughs> dispatched to a game on Christmas Eve tonight. Well, I was talking with Pickle coming into the office today, and, and she told me that she is going to be looking out the windows of the star to see if she can see Santa uh, going across yeah. the sky. I just got a uh, my credential confirmation, and they said that Santa is on the credential list. So okay. if Santa doesn't show up, you might see some tears on Fox okay. Sports Southwest on fr- Saturday night. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you're making history, Pickle. You're one of the people there to witness history because it's never happened before that uh, we've had a Christmas Eve night game, and we got two of them. Remember we used to say that the one night out of the year you never saw any sports was on Christmas Eve night, mm-hmm. and then the Hawaii Bowl kind of put that up for a few years. And, then, and, and so now we've got two high school football playoff games on Christmas Eve night. 
It's, it's, it's 2020, and it's, it's history, and Pickle's a part of it. <laughs> He's Craig Wade. He's the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer. Catches fine work on the horn in Austin. Of course, tune in Saturday night uh, for High School Scoreboard Live with myself, Craig Wade, and Rick Renner. Craig, appreciate your time, my friend, and uh, Merry Christmas to you, and uh, we'll be talking soon. Hey, Merry Christmas, and enjoy the game, Pickle, and I'll see you, Tep, uh, on Saturday night. You betcha. Bye, Take care, Craig. Buddy. Merry Christmas. Bye. There he goes. Craig Way, the Texas High School Football Hall of Famer, joins us every Tuesday here on Texas Football Today. Um, yeah. That's it. <laughs> okay. Uh, we do have a Christmas spectacular tomorrow. Um, we're still working out the details of what that's going to be, but we will have a Christmas spectacular tomorrow. That'll be our last show of the week tomorrow. So uh, make sure you tune in. Um, we need Christmas hats. I was going to ask you, do you have a Santa hat? Mm-hmm. Okay, I have one too. We'll wear okay. Tomorrow. Okay. Good. I don't have to do my hair then. It's yeah. Fine. Oh, that's a good. Yeah. Either that. Oh, I could get reindeer antlers. You've never sounded more Lano than you just did. <laughs> <laughs> I want to clip that. It's like, I'm going to get reindeer, reindeer. antlers. <laughs> Uh, now we got Ashley Pickle from America's Second Favorite Segment. Final thoughts? Um, no, I guess going back to the cookie conversation that we were having earlier, mm-hmm. I'm in a predicament here, and I I thought about doing it. Like the whole time that I've had my Christmas decorations up, I have wanted to bake cookies so like my house smells good. You know, like it smells like warm and Christmassy and cookies. But I'm not gonna eat the cookies, mm-hmm. so I can't have my apartment smelling like cookies because if I bake them, I don't know what I'm going to do with them. Cause I thought about bringing them up here, but you're the only person here. I don't, I don't love the implication there. No. <laughs> that like, Oh, I could bring cookies up here, but they'd just be wasted on you. <laughs> no, I'm just saying that would, I mean, I could just give you a platter of cookies and say here. So, unfortunately, <laughs> um, I guess I can do it. I mean, my family's coming up so I can do it then. Cause they'll eat them. One of the things we miss about Poochie is Poochie mm-hmm. is a baker, and Poochie does Poochie doesn't buy um, gifts. Mm-hmm. He just makes people cookies. Yeah, we will get our cookie box, um, and uh, yeah, Poochie come home um, only for this. I but we don't otherwise we're we're good. You know what I mean? Like, it's fine. Like come in, drop off cookies, and then please leave. Uh, but yes, we um, that is the one thing. Yeah, we we're making a little the press cookies. Get the gun that makes them into trees. Oh, we're making those. That was something Hank could help with because he could. You know, he can press it. Yeah, that makes sense. Stuff, so. Yeah, um, I always, I always like to try and decorate the cookies because, like, with my granny, we would actually like mm-hmm. do the oh, hand cool. decorating stuff. You do like the sugar stuff. cookies and mm-hmm. you dice them. Yeah. I have zero. I can make graphics all day long. If I tried to do something with my actual hands, it looks like a three-year-old. Oh, you can draw, but you can bake. Yeah. You're an okay baker. Yeah. Okay. I'm watching the British baking show, so I'm pretty much an expert. <laughs> going to do it for us. Thanks for spending a little bit of your day with us. Follow us on Twitter at DCTF. Like us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash Dave Campbell's. Follow us on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Dave Campbell's. And, of course, see us at TexasFootball.com. Thanks to Craig Way for being our guest. For Ashley Pickle, I'm Greg Tepper. Vince Young, please be your player of the year trophy. We'll see you tomorrow for our Christmas spectacular on Texas Football Today. Mm-hmm.